Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, a podcast where we give movies a second look, second chance, second take, if you will. I'm your host, Preston Jenkinson, and joining me is a man who somehow pulled his hamstring in his sleep. It's Jake Twyda. Yeah, I'll tell you, 32, that's when you get old, bruv. Everyone's like, you turn 30, it goes downhill. No, 32, yeah. well, world slaps you in the face, man. What about 33, man? I've, I've already hit that, so what, what do I do? Like, Well, you're still alive, so I'm thankful that I'm not going to die. So you, okay. you're giving me hope, man. That's awesome. Uh, Preston, how are your legs? Do I have hope? <laughs> <laughs> They're all right. Like I haven't had any ma- like they some I get a pop sometimes when I do a quick snap of the uh, my knees have popped since I was like in my twenties so that's nothing new. All right, so welcome to the old man podcast <laughs> where we talk about uh, how bad the thirties are. If you're not thirty, end it now. <laughs> Today's uh, episode is about Ocean's Eleven. God, yes, sir. And like I said last week, we'll be doing. The entire Oceans trilogy the next couple of weeks because I'm not as big a fan of those last two as I am of this one. I, ah, oh man, it's tough. So I, I, I'm a weirdo person. Let me just go ahead and make sure that's on the record. Um, I've watched this movie well times. I have a record. I have a book, a tally every time I watch the Oceans Eleven movie. Okay, eighty three times. This is my eighty third. Wow. I have problems. Um, this movie, I, I, I didn't watch this in theaters. I watched this. Uh, my my brother had the DVD of this, and I remember watching it at my house with him. Changed my life. I mean, like, <laughs> everything changed almost. Like, this is perfection. So, whole trilogy has a lot to me. So, I love the other two. Yeah. I need to watch them again for the, like, you know, the other two, the 50-something time but, yeah, yeah. What a killer series, man! Not Ocean's Eight. I will not watch that. Oh, you haven't seen that? Oh, I don't. I'm good. It's it's not bad. Actually, you know, good. I've seen a uh, recap video. I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. Sandra Bullock is likable, so I could do it. She is the female George Clooney. Kate Blanchett and, and and Sandra Bullock make make that movie. So, yeah, I I'd watch it. I never yeah. have, but okay. Yeah. Uh, our positive and negative reviews for this week are positive becoming from Jay Card, the Boston Globe. He said it's slick, sleek, and stylish. And if it doesn't quite redefine cool, it certainly offers a snazzy update. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i <clears throat> just going to go ahead and embarrass myself. When I watched this movie, I said, oh, hell, I need suits. I need to be a suit guy. <laughs> yeah, everybody's wearing uh, a suit in this movie. I I have been to Vegas, never saw that many dudes wearing suits. No. Yeah, when I went to Vegas, I wore a suit, and I was very much held in high standards, which freaked me out uh, the oh, first yeah. time. They think you're a high but, roller. Yeah. But, uh, items I can't say on the podcast. Yeah. Suits work in Vegas. Everyone wear one. Richard Corliss of Time Magazine has a record shortest review on this podcast. It's three words. Doesn't offer much. Ah, God, yeah. Time Magazine sucked my butt. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I mean... Yeah. Like, th- this no. is one of the coolest movies there is. Like, Especially the time it came out, man. Like, yeah. that was... 
you look at movies now, I think I, I don't know this for a fact, but I, I feel like heist movies in general, cool guy movies like Crazy Stupid Love. Right. That aren't, you know, they're rom-coms. They're not related to this at all, but man, they owe this to this iteration of Ocean's Eleven. And we, we don't get a lot of these anymore, really. Like a good heist yeah. movie at all. I don't know why. Maybe the time's passed on these. And, you know, the difficulty, uh, not to break trivia now or anything, but, you know, uh, George Clooney took a huge pay cut to do this. George Clooney convinced the entire cast to take a pay yeah, cut. Yeah, I, I read that. Like, everybody took a little pay cut to make this happen. There's a uh, weird... I won't go into the whole trivia piece of the article, but apparently George Clooney sent Julia Roberts the script with a $20 bill attached. Yeah, I read that too. Because her going rate was $20 million a movie. And he said, well, here's a 20 for you. Do it. <laughs> I heard Which, you get 20 a movie. <laughs> $85 million budget, $450 box office. But wow. I think it worked. Yeah, it, it definitely worked out. Yeah. We start this movie with... An empty chair. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but that is chair soon filled by Daniel Ocean, played by George Clooney, who is in the middle of a parole hearing. I'm going to go ahead and ask you right now, Preston, uh, who else would you think would be Danny Ocean? I'll go ahead and tell you, Bruce Willis was supposed to be Danny Ocean. Yeah, I can see that. I can see why somebody thought that would be a good idea. Yep, they made the right choice, ma'am. I uh, I'm a George Clooney fan, I guess, but God, yeah, he plays this. Bruce role. Willis doesn't have that same level of coolness that George Clooney does. No, no, not at all. He's got hair. Yeah, <laughs> I can't pick on Bruce Willis right now, man. Well, it's uh, no, oh god, yeah, no, sorry, not. I meant that as a legitimate thing, and immediately regretted <laughs> it. Hey, that let me tell you something. Talk about the saddest thing in the world, Bruce Willis. I yeah. hate that man. That's I tough. Like Just... he went through a string of like, you know, straight to like DVD or digital like weird action movies that he was probably getting like a million or two to do. And I'm yeah. like, why is he doing this? But they got to feed him while he was in an earpiece, he was man. Saving up money, I guess. Ah, poor guy. I'm sad, but. Anyway. Look, I'll, be, I'll bring the positivity back. Uh, yeah. George Clooney, handsome man of the year, 9,000. Of course. Sits down, gives the boost. I mean, like, how to set this movie up, the pitch of should we uh, rehabilitate you or not? Mm-hmm. What a liar. I mean, like, right away, you're like, this dude is a con man. He got it. He good. Yeah. And also, this movie is based off of a... Or it's like a remake of a Frank Sinatra movie from the 60s, which is terrible. Yeah, it's not great. It like is a... George Clooney in an interview, somebody was like, what does it feel like you know, to take up this role from like Frank Sinatra or whatever? It's like, have you seen the movie? It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that movie was nothing more of a uh, fan service of, you like the Rat Pack? Here we yeah. go. Well, here they are in a terrible heist movie. Have fun. I did enjoy watching it. It's awful. Just, it is terrible. But yeah. anyway, George Clooney, he's out of jail. First thing he does is go to a casino and <laughs> recruit his R. first... R.I.P. Bernie Mac, dude. Yeah, dude. God. He is so Did, great in this movie. Oh, my... The whole series... And, and I feel like that's why they haven't made more like 
Bernie Mac's gone. You shouldn't do this. And now, yeah. um, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. There's another guy that's gone. Saul is dead. Oh, uh, Carl Reiner. Carl, thank you. Ah, I yeah. should know that. But yeah, uh, Bernie Mac was supposed to, or Steve Harvey was going to be his role. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, no, he couldn't yeah. have done it. Because no, but I, Bernie Mac is like equal parts subtle and like loud in this movie. Yeah, dude, he gets his point across, and yeah. he's uh cool at the same point. Like Steve Harvey is all loud. <laughs> I got a mustache. Y'all want to check this out? Want to ride this with me, baby? Woo! Hey, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Steve Harvey's cool. I mean, I'll be honest, yeah. he's cool. But yeah, no, Bernie Mac's the right choice. But yeah, I love uh, it's weird to think about in this whole movie. Danny Ocean's best friend Mm -hmm. is Rusty, right? But he goes and sees Bernie Mac first. Yeah, which I guess he was getting out of a a New Jersey State Penitentiary, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, and he was dealing cards at the casino in Atlantic City, I'm going to assume. So, yeah, makes sense. But yeah, our next stop is Brad Pitt in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Brad Pitt. What a uh, weird back round uh, or back in back and back room poker game. <laughs> yeah, that is a eclectic class of people. Grace. I don't remember. Somebody else is in that that we've watched a movie for. And it's like, oh, shoot, they're in oceans. I think it's but Jason Priestley. Maybe? Yes, I think it's him. I th- yeah, and I guess there's those other people are supposed to be actors. I don't know, but Rusty is teaching actors and Hollywood types how to play poker, and they're not very good. No, no. Tofu Grace plays plays down a card of uh all reds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and then Rusty yep. gets depressed. He goes to the bar, comes back, and oh, who's there? It's Daniel Ocean played again. He's he's popping up. What an entrepreneur he is. Yeah. Just straight cash for teaching. And then they, they, they basically hustle the room. Um, and and Dan, Danny wins all the money in the pot. Yeah. What a, what a sick play up. Like, you don't, sometimes the first time you watch this, sometimes the first time you watch this, that doesn't make sense. But on first watch, you don't understand, oh, they're playing the room now. Oh, yeah. Very quickly, it all switches, and it's like, we're going to make money. I don't care. Because he's like, oh, watch his tell. He's he's thinking he's got this. You better do this. And so he gets everybody to do it, and then he just wins the whole pot. And then they look at each other with a cheeky smile as they walk out the door and get in Rusty's old car. That old car, but I, you know, that's where you get the uh, setup of... Danny Ocean is going to rob some casinos in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. His motivation, we don't know yet. We will find out later. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I kind of love that scene. They go, I don't know if they go to Las Vegas then or if they're still, no, he's already over there on the West Coast. Yeah. The uh, architecture board maps where they've, you understand like Danny Ocean has friends. Yeah. Security guard, it's his friend. He got people in places. Yeah. There's a, uh, I think it's the third movie. No, it is the third movie, Al Pacino. 
There's a yes. quote. It's kind of funny. Like it sticks with this. Like, uh, not to skip way, way, way ahead, but Al Pacino tells Danny Ocean, like, I know people. They'll hurt you. And Danny Ocean says, yeah, the people you know, I know, and they like me more. <laughs> so like in this first movie, flat out, you catch that. Yeah. Danny Ocean's a likable guy, takes care of people. Yeah. So, I, And I love the conversation is that, um, oh, what's Brad Pitt's character's name? Rusty. Him and Rusty. Rusty, Rusty Ryan. Back and forth. And they don't have to to talk half the time either. What? I mean, like. If there was a film class in the world, I have to imagine there's probably one, but this is how you deal with like uh, interactions. This is how you deal with conversation with people that know each other. There are so many moments in this movie. They don't even talk. They just make a, and there's a, uh, yeah. got it. Yeah. We could do a, but, by next week. What about a, or what about this? <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird. Like you. Yeah. This movie, uh, the whole trilogy, I think, but this movie in particular, like these guys are best friends. They are their good work buds. They've worked with each other for a long time, and they know each other well. And now we we head to the Las Vegas that because we're going to rob three casinos that all share a vault together. Oh, jeez, yeah, the same guy, Terry Benedict. Yeah, and so we get our our next. I guess he's part of the crew. Um, oh, Ruben's part of the crew, man. Ruben, because he he finances everything. Seems like, yeah, and probably the greatest character ever, though. The most Jewish guy in Las Vegas. Like he's got a there's a later David necklace. Uh, but what a setup! They uh, pitch it to Ruben like we're gonna rob the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM. And then he realizes those are Tony Benedict's places. Or Those Terry, are Terry Benedict's Tony. casinos. What you got up against Terry Benedict? He's going to uh, blow up one of my casinos for a pool. It's like, yep. All right. Word. <laughs> We're in. We're in. Sorry. Th- this this movie, it's one of my favorite ever. Yeah. So it's weird to talk to you about this even like. <laughs> no, if you've watched this once, you understand it's brilliance. There yeah. should be no second take or anything else. But And from this moment, we we, we start assembling the crew. <laughs> we need we need explosives. We need uh, a tech guy. We need a, a, a another fast mechanics. soccer, and we need the two mechanics. We need uh we need we need a grease man. You need an Ella Fitzgerald and an Ella Fitzgerald and a something else. So the <laughs> who's the first person they get? Uh, I believe the first is well. The first people um, they show are the 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 twins in Utah. Cause they're like, what are they doing? Yeah. Do you, do you know who is supposed to be this role? But in both roles or yeah, the Wilson who? brothers. Oh, Luke and Owen Wilson. Uh huh. They could have done that so well that they, they could have, but, uh, they were doing, I think they're doing a Wes Anderson film. So ah, they couldn't do it. Yeah. This, this whole movie is riddled with people that should have done it. were in another movie, but you got someone better. It's like yeah. Casey Affleck, Scott Con. Uh, they, they're great. Like <laughs> Ooh, the way they baby. just like scream at each other, like brothers. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is perfect. Uh, I think you go to Livingston Dell. The Livingston Dell, our, uh, monk, our tech guy, monk type nerd guy. Like mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're going to get him. But then you get Don Cheadle. In the worst British accent on the planet. Why Poor he has guy. to be British, I don't know. Dude, he did so much research and homework. Like he moved over there for a while, talked to a lot of people. Sorry to fly. Um, he hates his accent, but he had to keep it. I hate it. I know it's not real, but dude, I don't care. It's awesome. I'm like, yeah, this is Basher. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Well, is he Basher? Because he's not in the credits. He's got a different name. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he had no His name, does. like they call him Basher. That's all I know. Basher Tar. He is not yeah. in the credits in this movie at all. Don Cheadle? No, he asked his name to be out. Why? Apparently there was back end drama. And when you read stuff, it's he wanted to be first cast and oh. they didn't give it to him. No, it's called one of the Ocean's first eleven. Cast. Yeah, and like uh, he's not a big part. Like the guy that you, plays Yen that you see yeah. after this. Uh huh. Has as much screen time. It's the first time he's ever acted. So, yeah. no. Yeah, so we, we got our explosives, guys. So our next guy is, uh, it's, it's the Amazing Yen, I guess. Yeah. The Amazing Yen. And they're, they, they, he's, he's a trapeze artist at a, at a Chinese circus. Or just a regular circus. I don't know if it's Chinese circus. I think it's just a regular circus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only movies he's ever been in are Ocean's movies. That makes sense. English isn't his first language. No, 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 definitely. But who cares? Yeah. He's perfect for this. And so after this is Saul Goodman, I think. Yep. Yeah. Saul's next. Carl Rainer, like you said, RIP. And Rusty Pitt. At he, the he's uh, horse track. retired life. At the, at the horse track. In Saratoga. Track, placing bets. And uh, Rusty convinces him to come out to Vegas. And our final person is uh linus linus caldwell played by matt damon um i just want to let you know i went to chicago this year i totally forgot that parts of this movie were in chicago and i would have gone to the pub that was in this but it shut down in june it is yeah yeah it is but when i was there it would have been open just like damn it dang i've screwed up it's gone now (laughs) Could have sat at that table. Yeah, much like this movie in Las Vegas. Yeah. I've tried to rework it in my life of standing in places, but so now Matt Damon, we've, we've assembled our crew and we we've we've brought them out to Vegas to pitch the idea of the heist. And Linus doesn't want to go in the house at first because <laughs> he's got a history with his dad or something, is like and it's like, I don't want to trade on her. My dad doesn't want me trading on his name. He's like, you'll be trading on your name with this. This is, this Dude, is the you. greatest line in the world is a uh, Ruben going. Oh yeah. You're like, you're Codwell's son. He's like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He's like, Do you enjoy the flight? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, get in the GD house. It's like, Good. yeah. All right. We get this guy. <laughs> Perfect. Done. So in a very early millennium graphics <laughs> on the TV, <laughs> <laughs> we learn that we the, the the casinos have all these uh locks and switches and cameras and security guards and all this and then finally there's an elevator that we have to hit and then what's able- here I left the line I know like audio people will not see this but uh so you're telling me that uh 
We have to go down the, the elevator that we can't get to. Yeah. Then after the elevator, we have to get to the vault that we can't get into. Yeah. Then after we get into the vault we can't get into, we have to get out. Yeah. No problem. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah. you t- Thanks. How do we get out of there? It's a great question. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to ask. I won't bring it up now. The first time you ever watched this movie, did you pick up on any of this? I don't know uh, if I'm the, so dumb that the like the twist it blew my mind. I was bonkers. No, when I first the first time I watched this movie, no, I did not at all. I'm gonna go ahead and lay out the first time I watched this movie. It was at about eight PM. When it ended, I rewatched it again. So that mm-hmm. got me to like two AM. And then for the fun of it, because I couldn't sleep, I started it again. So I had three <laughs> watches in my yeah. I got problems, man. <laughs> got problems. I think the first time I watched this, I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah. So I got problems. I'm, I'm not going to. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have picked up the twist back then. But no, no, I didn't. Once we get everybody where where they're at, uh, what, what happens next? You get the uh, movement pieces. They got to get a room in the casino. Right, they the all get a room in the casino. And yeah, and the introduction of uh, Saul is the ro- Russian oligarch, whatever he is. I don't, I don't yeah. know what language it is, but so that's their end point. He's gonna fake being this uh, rich real estate person from some foreign country who has some jewels so, that he wants kept in the. Because the the idea is to uh, rob this ca- these casinos on a on a, a night of a boxing match. That's like a big HBO match, and at that. On that night, they're supposed to have what was 150 million, 190 million. Yeah, they have to triple their typical reserves. Reserves, which I feel like they'd have to have more than a hundred something million. Just well, <laughs> maybe Preston, adjusted for us, for us in 2022 today. with inflation. Yes, yeah. but because uh... <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I, I was like, man, that doesn't seem like a lot. But I mean, this was made in 2001, so back then it's like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, but you get some pretty dope like prep work. Yeah, different visibility things. You get a probably my favorite thing of all time is the two brothers, uh, the Virgil and Turk. Oh yeah, they're uh, just Casey and Scott and back and forth. Yeah, the daggone balloons going up like, oh, you're just a balloon boy, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's great. but they get the oh, intel. Man. Yeah, I mean, like so many good setup pieces to build everything out. Um, Ah, God, it's just so good. Because they're figuring out where all the cameras are and who has access to what. Because one of the things, they, they figure out that one one of the um, technicians is like in love with a stripper. And <laughs> somehow they know this stripper. And they, yeah. they get her to steal his card so they can get, so Livingston can get into the, um, I guess that's a server room. It looked like a server room to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so he can plant some little thing on the, I don't know what it is. Some little fake movie. Yeah, it's thing. not a real thing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a fake a, movie thing to like Yeah, I looked okay. it up. It's a it's an Ethernet interrupter. Yeah. It's that this thing exist. we put on the thing so we can copy the feed. Like you get it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> you can get like data, text data like that, not a video You're feed. not There's getting no an way. entire yeah. video stream. There's not enough bandwidth in that thing. There's no power. Definitely to it. not in two thousand one. Mm-mm. 
No, sir. They they might be getting like a quarter frame per second back then. Yeah, that's it. That that might be my only insult this entire movie is. Yeah. The technological pieces, no way. That's not real. But anyway, we've got that in place. We we've got access to that stuff. We got a vi- we got a, a card and now uh Basher has to go under the casino because their original plan is to just knock out the power. Yeah. And they think they have control of that. And what happens? Damn, I keep forgetting. Um something happens. I think the like power blows and they go and have to fix what he was gonna do. Right. Yeah. They they no, oh no 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 no. It was the building the building gets demolished. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's you're right. Is. And that knocks out the power in the casino. And then he finds Which, them working on stuff. What a dope frame of yes. that building going down. Danny Ocean staring forward, not turning. Which, I'll go ahead and tell you, it's pretty wild. This was the first movie that had to do a reshoot after 9-11. I, be, I believe it. They were going to blow up New York, New York. Oh, yeah. and Good, good call. Yeah, very good call, which... I mean, New York, New York is still there, so... But the context of the shot where Matt Damon is watching Daniel Ocean, we have to go back because (laughs) we we (laughs) learn that Rusty has um, Matt Damon's character following Terry Benedict because Terry Benedict is the only one that has codes to everything, and that changes every day. And apparently he's a robot. Yeah, and he does the same exact thing every day. And during this, while... Uh, Brad Pitt is getting this download from Matt Damon. He's like, oh, this is the best part of my day. This lady comes downstairs. She's a curator of the art museum upstairs. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you right now. Let me just ask you. I'm just curious. Julia Roberts, you find her attractive or not? I I don't know. I I, I think she is. but She's not ugly. No, no. But it's like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. I can hear Logan laughing downstairs from what I just said. <laughs> What'd she say? Doesn't matter. I, she's a pretty woman. That, that bombshell moment of Julia Roberts. She is the dame oh, yes. from old Ocean's Eleven commentary. And Rusty knows exactly who she is. And Rusty's still eating a shrimp cocktail because Brad Pitt eats the entire movie. Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt eats in every movie. He does. I don't understand how. Like, it's not fair. I'm fat. Brad Pitt, <laughs> he's not. He eats all the time. He has, millions, he has millions of dollars to work it off. So you know, I have like a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so him and him and Danny have a conversation, and he's like. Tell me this isn't personal. And he's like, ah, kind of. <laughs> he never yeah. really is 100% with it. But What a good twist. I mean, like, yeah. Steven uh, Soderbergh, whatever his name is. Yeah. I, and I'm sure I mispronounced it, and I shouldn't. But, yeah, that was a fantastic twist. Because the first time you watch this, man, you really are like, oh, oh Danny's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. But... But like, because you wonder the entire movie, like, why is he like so after this dude, like this dude and his yeah. money? Because there, the, you can there, there is like subtle hints throughout that's like 
he is dead set on stealing this money from this guy in these casinos. Which, like, you really have to, I don't know, this really makes that character likable. Yeah. He was already likable. Let's let's face facts. Like, George yeah. Clooney comes in anything, you're like, yeah, it probably could be my best friend. Yeah. But his motives at this point are all just, I want money. That's it. Now it's like, oh, there's a reason for this. So Because Rusty is like, if this is totally about her, I will walk away. And so yep. he convinces him to stay. So at this point, Brad Pitt has Matt Damon, Damon following Danny Ocean. And that brings us back to the context of that scene where the building's going now. Everyone turns around. Danny's looking at the stage and Matt Damon's in the background. Sorry. I, was, I, I, I love this movie. I was just mentally yeah. thinking that entire frame. Like, it is perfect. They start planning out the heist. They have a, like, practice area where they're doing this at this point. Yeah. You get the nice uh, running joke of, is Yen going to clear his backflip off right. items yeah. or not? Uh, they, but built then, a re- they built a replica of the vault in this uh, warehouse that they have. Where do Preston, where do we go for the actual point of that now or later? I mean, we can do it now. I mean, yeah. B- blows my mind watching it the second time. Second yeah. time I watched it, I went, you can see a camera. You can see everything if you pay attention. Yeah, so they make that vault not to practice, but they're filming it. Mm-hmm. So they can upload a fake footage later. I'm like, what a brilliant and uh, just simple. from like they get that from like the security footage that oh, they've hacked God. into. This uh this is one of the movies I watched. I'm like, there's not a lot of screw ups. Mm-mm. There is some screw ups and like continuity, but overall, mm-hmm. like yeah, they so, followed through with everything. And the plan is to stick the amazing yin inside of a little container, <laughs> get that container into the vault, get him to flip and plant these explosives on the wall, flip from the container to the top of a shelf. Backwards, backwards. Yeah. And he does it. The actual actor does it too. He so does it, yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. I guess that guy was really in the circus like that actor or, uh, He's a gymnast of some sort. Uh, Quinn Shibo. Shibo. I'm going to mispronounce it. I know it's his name. Yeah. I pulled it up. He's, uh, he was born in 1982. So he's 39 or 40. Wow. My math is right. But yeah, never did a movie before. Uh, he was a Chinese, uh, acrobat. Okay. Showed up in all the oceans. That's it. So what a career. It's all he needed to do. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Like, don't do a bad movie. Do, do, do these like and walk away. Some pretty good movies. Yeah. And so, then Ocean's 8. But go yeah. Ahead. And then there's it cuts to like for some reason it cuts to the truck and like the the uh oh shoot, the car scent thing on the mirror. Yeah, and the SWAT truck. To gives you to give you like a why did they do this shot? And that comes up. Uh, at dude, the end what of a movie. weird I remember watching this the first time and going, What the heck is this? Like this is bull yeah. crap. But yeah. But then Basher they comes in. Doing. Basher comes in and ruins everyone's time. He's like, They poo and balls it all up, mate. And 
that's way too good of an accent. Can you let me? Okay, let me give you a uh, toasty toasty open opposition open garbage. Is that better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go in and balls it right up, right up. We're in Barney. I use that line so much in life. Like, if we do this, we're going to be in Barney. Everyone goes, What the hell is Barney? Barney Rubble. Like, trouble. Barney Rubble. Trouble. Yep. So, I got to just go ahead and tell you, I, I copy so much of this movie in my life that it's embarrassing. <laughs> so, I don't care. I'm fine with it. Brad Pitt and George Clooney have another one of their conversations back and forth where it's like, we could do this by then. Yeah. yeah. We could. Yeah. Yeah. And. So, Levy hell. We could get a pinch. Yeah. Now we, we need a, a new way to knock out the power. And it's just so convenient that a research facility a few miles away has this thing called a pinch, which is basically an EMP, which is going to knock out all the power for several city blocks in Las Vegas. Preston, I got real nerdy. That's not possible. The what, Look, what they did, it's not. It's a particle accelerator with an EMP attached. Eh. I don't... We. I think we're there now. Now we have that technology. But back then... That's because they were researching I, it back then. And also, now, and they had who a cares? I loved it. And you yeah. get the dopest scene ever of... They're going to go steal this machine from this school. It's Caltech. I honestly did not like that scene. Like, that's my least favorite part of this movie. I will go ahead and tell you it is my least favorite. My favorite part is Matt Damon getting pissed off and leaving, though. Oh, yeah. that It is hilarious. Like, he's stuck in the Everything van. Everything else, I'm like, oh, this is stupid. He's stuck in the van with the twins, and they're just arguing back and forth. And- <laughs> okay. Okay. Look, let's play uh, 21 questions, okay? Got it. Okay. Uh, how old is he? He's in his 20s. Is he a male or female? Male. Um, evil Knievel. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, they're so, those two guys are so annoying. It's perfect. Like I cry. I have to believe just, like that was improv between the two of them the whole time. Like, I, yeah, it's gotta be. Casey Affleck can do it. Scott can. Con. Uh, I think in previous podcasts or after didn't realize who his great. dad was. Yeah, those guys are money. So. But what this whole sequence sets up is since Linus goes in after them, after they've already gone in to get it, comes back out, and everyone comes out as soon as he comes in because they've already gotten it, and they're about to load it up. And they, they go to take off and like, where's Linus? Oh, my gosh. So he, they look up, and he's knocked out the, the glass, and he's about to – they back up, and he jumps on the car. Goes <laughs> over the deck on the front. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, open it up. And they open up the back, and then he just rolls down the front. <laughs> but Sweet Yen gets his daggum hand slammed. And that sets up like a, a hindrance later on in the heist. That Once we've got our pen... When does Danny Ocean confront Tess, like the first time? That's what I was about to ask. I think it's after the pinch. It's earlier in he, the... After earlier? the pinch. Okay. Uh, no, earlier, earlier. Yeah, he gets. Uh, got it. Okay. He confronts her before the pinch. You get the dopest of all the gin joints in the world comment from. That's that's why he's uh, staring at her at the press conferences because he's had that yep. conversation with her already, so they already know he's around. But because of that interaction, which is one of the most beautiful cat mouse conversations, 
uh, he's flagged at the casino being a risk. So after the pinch, uh, Rusty Brad Pitt says, uh, no, actually, um, Livingston Dell says, we've been flagged. More specifically, Danny's been flagged. Yeah. And then that's how they toss him out. That's when they decide, yeah, you're a risk. See ya. And all of this is <clears throat> just for Linus's benefit. Yeah, what a <laughs> what a weird. I mean, like, it's great that fits the characters though. Like it's ridiculous. It's like they they because even in the next movie they go all the way over into some crazy stuff just to mess with Linus. My mother was once wrestling a cow and it made her feel really well. And then after that, she fell asleep for a very long time eternally. Oh, I know that entire speech that that guy makes in the next movie. <laughs> We will Dude, get to that next God. week. Uh, yeah, I, but what a <laughs> sick setup! And, it, and you know, the third movie, you get the not the payoff, but kinda. I yeah, no, yeah. I love, I love, I love Matt Damon being the uh, butt of a joke because yeah, he's, he's Matt a, Damon. He's Matt Damon. He's Matt Damon, and I'm me. And anytime he's the butt of the joke is a okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting in this chair talking to you. My legs hurting like fire. I'm going to go eat wings later, but I'm not eating like uh, gold-covered wings, Matt Damon. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with there. Is he a vegan? I don't know. Probably is. Who cares? Yeah. Um, why don't you go eat some freaking broccoli? Um, <laughs> so it's the night of the fight, and we've got our Saul Goodman set up to get the jewels into the thing. We've got the two Mormon twins carrying in what is what they think is... Um, or what everybody else thinks. It's got the amazing yin in it. It's a cart with amazing yin in it. I, I think um, I have to call out, like, those Mormon twins, they do so many things in front of the same people no they're scamming. But you know what? When you watch it the first time, you don't pick up on it. You mm-hmm. don't catch it. Now, I mean, like I do now for sure. Like, oh, those those people. But yeah, great, great framing, great filming. This is a... This is an easy movie to love. I feel yeah. terrible because I should be bashing stuff, but I, no, I can't. I mean, <laughs> no. it, when a movie's good, it's good. Oh yeah, we've we've spent enough time bashing stuff. <laughs> Let's watch Sky Captain again. <laughs> no, that's these last couple of weeks has been like like I was getting like I can't like there were some movies we watched that I was like I can't. Keep. Uh, I'm glad you said that. This one's kind of <laughs> weird. Like I I watched it and. It ended, and I said, "God, I feel I just feel good. This is yeah. good. I don't, like, you know, because the last several movies have been movies I've wanted to watch, and it's just like, let's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you get you get fight night. Uh, oh, yeah. Danny Saul walks in to get the yeah. uh, exchange. They see Danny in the slots. Yeah, so he calls security to get him into a storeroom mm-hmm. where there's no cameras." You're going to get Bruiser, a reoccurring character over the movies. Mm-hmm. It's going to just beat his tail the whole time, which you find out he's on Danny's payroll. Yeah, of course. And he hops into the vents. But, dude, you get the best. Oh, my God. That whole sequence of uh, Matt Damon and Bernie Mac. Oh, God, yes. Matt cracker! Damon. Cracker! God. Matt Damon's playing like a, a, a Nevada Gaming Commission investigator. And they've flagged Frank Catton as, uh, well, he's going by something else, but they like, he's Frank Catton. 
this is what he's done. He's a confidence man. He's <laughs> been known to cheat at blackjack and he's cheated you. And God, that whole thing, man, yeah. like the, the, I mean, Linus, Matt Damon is a pickpocket. That's his yeah. thing. So yeah. they need the codes that Terry Benedict has and he gets mm-hmm. daily. What a setup of just like the movie does such a good job of going. Yeah. Terry Benedict's concerned with what's happening. So he takes his folder, removes the codes, puts them in his pocket. Well, then later, uh, Matt Damon calls Frank Castle or references some Frank colored Castle. folk. <laughs> no, it's not Frank. Frank Canton. Sorry. <laughs> Frank Castle is uh, great as well. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know he had a cameo. Um, that whole scene, man. I, mm. And then all of that, the first time I watched this, when um, Saul is watching yeah. security footage, he has a heart attack. I thought he died. But I'm going to go ahead and call out the only filming issue in this whole movie, and it's stupid. Uh, Terry Benedict has his security guy, his right-hand man, Walsh. Uh-huh. So when you're watching that whole scene, Walsh uh, is with Matt Damon and Terry Benedict. Then magically, Walsh shows up in the security room with Saul. Well, yeah, because he left him there originally. Left him, but all of a sudden, he's there. No, I think... Matt Damon and Terry Benedict are together the whole time. Like, I don't think Walsh is ever. When they walk Frank out, Walsh walks him out. Oh, he does? Yeah. Yeah. Wa- sure that uh, wasn't somebody 100%. I watched it okay. five times last night because I went, daggummit, I've never caught this. But yeah, Walsh apparently walks him out. I didn't but, notice it. And, and you know what? Honestly, uh, Preston, maybe there's a time jump we don't see. Maybe. Where he shows back up, but it was just funny to watch, like, walk him out. He's never allowed on the premises. <laughs> Two seconds later, Saul's having a heart attack, and Walsh yeah. is calling 911. So. so, yeah, the the heart attack triggers a 911 call. Of course, Linus picks it up. He's like, emergency response. He's like, we need, we need a doctor. And in comes Rusty as the doctor and says, oh, he's dead. With uh, the, Austin the t- Powers' wig. The tw- yeah, and the the two twins. He was like, "I told you, you should have got here faster." <laughs> that legit. That wig is Austin Powers. Looks like it, and it probably is. No, no, it is the exact same. Oh wow, that makes yeah. sense. Um, this is a weird dude. This is a weird movie where I know way too much. Yeah, you do. I, I don't have a life. I just have <laughs> oceans. <laughs> and uh, that also triggers. Um, Matt Damon going back to get his pager from the interrogation room, which is actually he's going to go to the elevator to go up the shaft, and that triggers Daniel Ocean getting out of that place where he's supposed to be getting beaten up and getting into the elevator shaft to meet Linus. And he's like, Surprise! Surprise, boy! You didn't think I'd leave this one out? (laughs) The whole thing was fake. He's like, yeah, dude, it was fun. (laughs) Yeah. First time you watch it, it, dude, I blew my mind. Now it's just, I mean, I don't know, it's so good. Well, it, it lets you know as soon as, because like Bruiser comes in the room and like punches him straight in the face and he's like, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Bruiser has the sickest line in this movie and it goes like this. It's the greatest. It's like, this is stupid. 
was so fantastic though. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad. Yeah. So now that we've everyone's where they're supposed to be, Daniel Ocean, uh, Linus in the elevator shaft waiting for the lasers to get cut off. Um, and so he's like, "All right, lasers, trigger it. lasers." What a occurring theme yeah. in this franchise, FYI. Yeah. Just or forward notice. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, "All right, let's trigger the bomb." So. Basher's up on the roof and he covers his nuts <laughs> before he hits the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get Basher doing that to what I referenced earlier, the greatest. I don't want to say this. No, I'm not going to say it, but Ruben. Ruben mm. gives the greatest face. So Basher covers his nuts, sets off the pinch. The power goes out. If anyone watches this, the point the power goes out and you go back to the Lennox Lewis fight, mm-hmm. watch Ruben the whole time. It's the greatest facial expressions in the world of just, oh, hey, oh, what is <laughs> happening? You know, I don't even know. He's from old Hollywood. He's like, I'm supposed to react to this. So, God, so good. Because they're all like, so good. everyone that's already done their part is sitting around these monitors looking at what's happening. Yeah. So at this point, um, we've we've snuck in these explosives into the vault by way of Saul, who's the Russian oligarch who says they're family jewels or whatever. And now that the power's gone off, Danny and Matt Damon have made it down the elevator shaft, and they've taken out the guards, and they're waiting for uh, Yen on the other side. So yeah, Yen's got to do the bang bang to let them know it's there. But, you get the nice running joke of. Is he going to clear it? Is he going to go over? And they're betting <laughs> 20 on says he shorts it. <laughs> Overs. Yeah. Uh, but then you also get the nice, uh, gets his cast stuck in that lock. Yeah. Yeah. Which what a, adds to the, the tension of the scene. And also the, the little remote that Danny Ocean and Linus have on the other side <sighs> needs batteries. Yeah. <laughs> You got to be prepared for these kind of things. You lose your head for one second in this game, and then stuff <laughs> happens. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, shut up." <laughs> uh, yeah, Yen doesn't get blown up, but he drops the hardest f bomb in the world. Just where the fuck where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> That's oh, great. Gosh, I watched. The, I mean, I watched that on repeat, man. Yeah, it's perfect. So, um, but sorry, crack my back real quick. That's oh. awkward. Uh, you get the incredible sequence at this point of Rusty calls Tess, uh-huh. where Danny Ocean's told her goodbye earlier, but he slips Thanks. a phone in her pocket, calls her. She doesn't think it's hers. Then it is. And she says, uh, who is this? Or hello. And he says, I'm looking for Terry Benedict. Dagon Brad Pitt. What is, I mean, like. Just smooth. That whole moment. What a freaking like, just smooth guy. Like. Yeah, I, coolest it's dude crazy. on the planet. 100%. I mean, like, and you look at this. I, he's had stuff before this. I know uh, Snatch was before this, I think, which yeah. that's his best performance. All he but, does is make hits, dude. Dude, he's just the smoothest operator in the world. He just shows up and talks. That's yeah. it. He doesn't really do crap, except he's for Glorious Bastards. He acts then, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just playing himself. Lieutenant Aldo Rain. I want my scouts. 
Anyway. I'm hunting Nazis. Hunting Nazis. I'm so, not Southern enough to have that, but... Uh, we, uh, yeah, you get that dope call. Yeah, and it's like, and then, you're uh, being robbed. So they're looking at the security footage. You can tell there's some tampering. Mm-hmm. The best part is, after all this bullcrap back and forth, like him calling, just trash-talking the guy, Tess runs into him. Mm-hmm. Goes on hold, puts his hand over it, and just like, hey... Go to your room. Watch TV. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Eh, go, go watch TV. Just, uh, <laughs> this, this is the. This is probably the best. I don't want to say heist, but like tail end of a movie. This yeah. is my favorite. I think yeah. like it. You hit the peak. The climax is hit perfect. You hit the climax. Mm-hmm. The movie ends. It's the perfect build. The perfect payoff. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Terry Benedict, he goes to his security room. He's like, doesn't look like you're robbing me. He's like, you still watching the monitors? How about now? And it's like a, a footage of four guys in masks bagging up some cash. And they're... That one's live. That one's live. That's actually yeah. them bagging it. Yeah. Yeah. And sitting there waiting for the SWAT team. That The SWAT team, in quotation marks, that shows up. Yeah. So the, the deal is uh, he can lose... I don't know the number of amounts. I I probably could pull it out of my butt, but you can lose a lot publicly or you could mm-hmm. lose a little privately pick. Mm-hmm. So they take the money out, put it in there into a van, which they tail. Then the SWAT team shows up. So they're going to go ahead and contradict the entire deal. Um, But God, man, what a crazy, just <laughs> that van going to the airport. They're tracking it, trying to understand what's happening in the vault with the SWAT team coming down and then, uh, yeah, at that point, like the SWAT team comes down, they go into attack the people itself in the vault and the people in the vault blow everything up. Apparently Mm -hmm. it's done. It's gone. The SWAT team takes them down. Yeah. And at this uh, point, they've already sent out a van to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the, Dope cat mouse game of uh, Casey Affleck and uh, Elliot Gould or uh, Ruben of the robotic control. And Ruben's just like pissed off, like, do it already. (laughs) (laughs) Quit playing games and do it. I'm not Jewish. I can't have that voice. And I'm like, quit playing games and do it. (laughs) Harvey. So it's like all hope is lost for Benedict. Yeah. Then Benedict goes down to the vault and starts looking around, tells the SWAT team to get the heck out of there. They grab their gear, Mm -hmm. which is actually the money, and they leave, and Terry Benedict realizes what I watched. uh, This is weird. Normally in these movies, you have that big playoff. The person doesn't realize it. They don't. You do. They don't. Mm. So it's weird for the villain to get it. Like... They put in the Bellagio artwork on the floor the week before. It wasn't in the security footage. Oh and yeah, they just had it installed though. Like yeah, because the the guy on yeah. the talk walkie talkie says like yeah, we had that installed last week. So then you get the full drawback of what they actually did. They filmed this stuff in a fake uh, vault, uploaded it up. The SWAT they, team is actually they brought because like it, it was flyers for hookers and they brought those with them. Yeah, yeah. And 
they sent those back up on the elevator to get put into a van. That was the whole thing. It was like, you're going to see some bags come up on the elevator. You're going to put those in a van. That van's going to go somewhere. And then they explode that at the airport. And it's like, oh, it's filled with flyers for hookers, sir. So going to Las Vegas before, Preston, how many uh, hooker cards did you <laughs> I saw plenty of ads for strip clubs driving up and down the strip. I, so I've gone And strippers twice. just on the, on the strip. Yeah, the first time I went, I wasn't prepared for that. I, yeah. I went for a conference that I was a customer at. So I was being offered a lot of things. I was yep. not expected to see that much tail. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the one I yeah. went to just had models. Oh, can I scan your badge? Can I scan your badge? Can I scan your badge? Yeah. Second time I went through, I was a vendor. So mm. I was the one that was supposed to help facilitate this stuff, which someone else did, but I just helped. Right. Holy cow, man. Like, I if, if, I, if I thought we hired bartenders for an event. They were platinum models. Yep. They didn't do dirty. They didn't do the dirty. But Mm-mm. yeah, when, when the tops came off, I went, I, I, I can't be here. <laughs> I'll stay for a second. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go home. I'm going to get a drink, actually. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Somewhere else. Yeah, but, so I, I love the hooker call out. Those cards, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's, it's this this whole series does such an homage to Las Vegas. Oh yeah, I feel like. And so they, they, you finally realize that the SWAT team is the crew because they get back in the van and it's that same shot of the um, car scent thing. Yep. And they drive off, and oh, they've done it. But Danny's not with them because Danny goes back to the room. He has to go back to the room. And then Terry Benedict's like, did you have a hand in this? Hand in what? What? I've been here all night. What you want? What you want me to do? What a dope, like stole his money. And now you're going to steal his girl Mm -hmm. of uh, Linus. No, not Linus. um, Livingston calls uh, Julia Roberts room. Mm -hmm. Test. Turn on the TV to this channel. And she does. And it's got a video thing of showing that Terry Benedict cares about money. That's it. He doesn't care about you. Because Danny's o- Danny Ocean's plan the whole time was to get Terry Benedict to choose between his money or his girl. I, and I just love the honesty, which mm-hmm. I, I think this is the first time I picked up on it. His thing is, Terry, if I could give you your money back right now today, would you get rid of Tess. Mm. And it's just like, oh, you know what? Danny might've done it. Like he fully could do it. He means it. But you know, in Terry's eyes, yeah, he doesn't understand it, but right. What a sick run. Just. And so uh, he sends him back to jail, calls the parole officer and sends him back to jail. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you that, uh, at that point, and at Logan and I's wedding, what we danced to our first dance was Claire DeLune which is the fountain song. Every time I watch this movie, I weep. I weep when uh, (laughs) the guys go to the Bellagio fountains. Uh I've gone there once in my life. We actually stayed at the hotel, which was super expensive. Well worth it. Dope. Dude. I, I don't know, man. I, I, that's just one of those things. Like I hear that song. I'm already willing to cry. I see the fountains. It's done. What a beautiful thing. And I love like the third movie mm-hmm. pushes it further, but 
Ah, uh, man. At, but that's just, that's our one of man. our final shots is the whole crew meets at the fountain. It's like, oh man, we did it. And they just walk away one by one. And Saul then we, being the last. Yeah. And then we cut yeah. to the very end. <clears throat> Daniel Ocean's getting out of jail and Rusty's out there outside eating a burger. <laughs> what a sick back and forth though like close this thing out knowing these guys are friends mm-hmm. i hope you were the groom because <laughs> he's got a tuxedo <laughs> on him uh danny ocean responds back ted nugent calls he wants your shirt back, shirt back. <laughs> God, perfect but and in the car waiting got, for uh, him is tess tess ocean we drive away happily ever after followed by terry benedict's goons Close. Best movie, man. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, this is great. This, this is in my top three, uh, without a doubt. Like, yeah, it's it's a there's it's not much the, better than this. Probably the first ten out of ten on this podcast for me. I'd give it ten out of ten, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Last week we forgot the rating. Yeah, we. You know, I'd give it an eight point one. Yeah. <laughs> but God, I mean, like. I don't know. You don't get movies like this anymore. I mean, no. you kind of do like guardians of the galaxy. You have a cast. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know. It's not the same, man. Just right. everything. Like the way it, everything looks great. Like the way it's shot every, you know, everything's real. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like you I, got any just, uh, more trivia for us? Nothing more. Oh, Johnny Depp moment. I've said it earlier, That's but right. Johnny yeah, Depp told me about was supposed this. to be Matt. Yeah, Johnny Depp was going to be Matt Damon. Another so the first pick thing. was Marky Mark was first, of but course. sadly he was doing Planet of the Apes. Luckily he was doing Planet of the Apes. Isn't that the truth? Part <laughs> two is Johnny Depp was supposed to be him. Another of the coolest guys on the planet. Of course he could have done it. Yeah, but I, I'm going to say Matt Damon's the perfect nerd level Oh, Pull yeah. that off, man! Like, yeah, he he does a great like nerd impression. Yeah, yeah, he he uh, just so good. That that whole film though, um, I know there's so many weird, weird, weird things. I think I mentioned it earlier already of George Clooney. The only reason this happened is because George Clooney talked to people. They knew they didn't have a big budget, and uh-huh. he talked to everyone to not taking a cut. I'm assuming they got paid out after the box office, but up front. Yeah. No, no. So like Julia Roberts got played garbage. Everyone else did. So I think after the fact, they all did, but I think they knew they had a hit. That's why they all waited till like the back end to like really get paid. Yeah. And I have to think like George Clooney, I don't know. He's a weird guy in real life, but like he knows full well, like going to hit. The weird thing is this movie came out on the uh, 60th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Okay. It doesn't mean anything, but like what a weird. Right. I remember I, I didn't watch this in the theaters. I remember backlash and articles of you shouldn't release a movie on this, uh, this date, but it was also nine 11 post right. time. So yeah, everything we was were, very, we were, uh, everybody delicate. was patriotic back then. Yeah, we were. Which is why this movie got re-edited a ton. Yeah. So that brings us to our our final segment of what you watching. Uh, King of the Hill, man. At at some point, we'll get some music for that, like a little do do do. Oh, I'll send you one of those. I got, <laughs> I got something for you. 
Okay. Uh, King of the Hill. Honestly, that's I'm I'm on season thirteen. It's the last season. Just finishing that out. Which what a treat. Yeah. Such a good show. Um. Yeah that that's really about it, man. I'm still on Better Call Saul. I'm plowing through that thing. I'm on the fourth season. Eating oh up. God. Yeah. I think I'm gonna pick that back up in this uh, in the King of the Hill. When the King of the Hill ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and Westworld has one episode left this season, so it's it's about to wrap up. I'm gonna wait to watch that until that ends. Till it like, like I don't want Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I think I don't at this point. Like I need to catch up. So I'm gonna wait to watch yeah, it all. But there, there's a lot to remember, and if you like watch it back to back, you don't have to remember a lot. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, not necessarily watching, but I've been playing the video game Hollow Knight. I don't okay. know if you've ever heard of it. It's no. a Metroid type game. Okay. I'm playing it on the Switch. It is uh so difficult in a good way. Like it's not yeah. stupid annoying like Dark Souls or any of those other things, but I'm so entranced of like what is this thing about? So it's it's fantastic. Okay. So Yeah, I'm playing not Red watching, Dead Redemption for like the five hundredth time. I never played any of those. Oh, dude, Red Dead Redemption Two is amazing. I'm gonna make it worse. I've never played any of those, but I have sound effects in the second game. Look at you! I got paid two thousand dollars for them. Wow, what are they? (laughs) Um, I think what they got used for is doors. (laughs) They were supposed to be uh, horse horse hooves. Ah, but um, I think they got used as doors. I don't know. That was a weird deal. Like I sold it flatly just didn't they purchased them wanted mm-hmm. the rights couldn't give them to anyone else don't care but right, yeah well, i need to play those they look good it, it is awesome that is it for this week uh next week will be oceans 12 the, that's the nice laser yeah. music song yeah brace yourself for europe is all i gotta say yeah it's our, our european va- it's oceans 12 european vacation <laughs> oh. So for Jake, I will say we'll see you next week with Oceans 12.